it safe with love and warm home, a shelter from the storm. They have so much love to give you. They fill your hearts with love and mercy. Home is where the heart is, where the mercy chefs you know that you are home. And it's springtime again, it's all growing up so green. Here's the sunshine after the rain. It's a blessing from above to serve that special love. There was hunger, now there's grain. Home, where it's safe with love and warm. Home, a shelter from the storm. They have so much love to give you to fill your hearts with love and mercy home is where the heart is with mercy chefs you know that you are home welcome to the tom dupree show this week joining us missy clifton our host tom dupree and we are powered by dupree financial group so this is this song is by Jim Salestrom, who I met in Nashville about a month or so ago. At, they had a thing for the Mercy Chefs donors, and he was playing the guitar and singing. And he and Gary LeBlanc, the, uh, the founder of Mercy Chefs, were, were good friends. Gary was in the uh, hotel business and was living in Colorado. They got to be very good friends. Of course, Gary started Mercy Chefs uh, during Hurricane Katrina in 2005 because he's from New Orleans. But anyway, uh, Jim, I got to know him, and they sang me happy birthday and everything. It was really neat. And uh, he's just a great guy, and he was a good friend of John Denver. We'll probably play a little more of his stuff. And Dolly Parton, too. Dolly Parton. He's, He's... one of these musicians who's done quite well, but you've never heard of. So anyway. Now they have. Yeah. Jim Salestrom. Uh, this is a song about that he wrote about Mercy Chefs, which is amazing. Okay. Now, I'm going to read a fairly long scripture. Here's why. Uh, it's, it's worth doing. Um, and it's about it's from uh, the book of Jeremiah. If you've never read much in the Bible, Jeremiah was one of the major prophets in the Old Testament. He was always running into brick walls. His ministry can only be described as one big failure. He never got anybody to do anything that he was calling them to do. They never repented. Nothing ever happened that would have said, you've been a success, Jeremiah. Yet, there's a 60-chapter book in the Bible of his prophecies. This is Jeremiah chapter 20. Now, Pasher the priest, the son of Emmer, who was chief officer in the house of the Lord, heard Jeremiah prophesying these things. Then Pasher beat 
Jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stocks that were in the upper Benjamin gate in the house of the Lord. The next day, when Pasher released Jeremiah from the stocks, Jeremiah said to him, The Lord does not call your name, Pasher, but terror on every side. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will make you a terror to yourself and to all your friends. They shall fall by the sword of their enemies while you look on. And I will give all Judah into the hand of the king of Babylon. He shall carry them captive to Babylon and shall strike them down with the sword. Moreover, I will give all the wealth of the city, all its gains, all its prized possessions, and all the treasures of the kings of Judah into the hand of their enemies, who shall plunder them and seize them and carry them to Babylon. And you, Pasher, and all who dwell in your house shall go into captivity. To Babylon you shall go, and there you shall die, and there you shall be buried, you and all your friends in whom you have prophesied falsely. Okay. Now then the rest of that chapter is basically Jeremiah's complaint to the Lord for the Lord having put him in the position of being a prophet. It's like, thanks a lot, God. Thanks a lot for putting me in this spot where I say things to people that are true and they don't listen to me. Not only that, they turn and they beat me. This is the life of someone who calls that which people are saying true, false, and calls that what they are saying false to be true. And we live in this sort of world today where the things that are true are being called false and the things that are false are being called true. So there's no thank. There, there, there's, you don't get thanks for saying the right stuff nowadays. Instead, you get persecuted. You get told you're a liar. You get told uh, you're, well, say, any kind of thing, homophobe, racist, election denier. I don't know. What are some other ones? There's others. There's other things that they call people, you know, that are, that are, not, that are saying things that are not politically acceptable. There's a whole lot of stuff. Conspiracy theorist. Oh, that's a good one. Conspiracy theorist. Okay. Now, people say, you know, the Bible, this, it's all patriarchal, da-da-da-da-da. They really haven't read it because the Bible is, is a description of kind of how life goes. And how life goes on this earth is not ever the way we think it should go. It's full of disappointment, uh, difficulty, pain, a few victories, mainly not good stuff, mainly things that are difficult. This is life. It's how it unfolds. It's how it works. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't mean to sound negative because I think the way we get true joy is 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 persevering in the face of what sometimes seems like complete and certain defeat. That is where true joy true joy in this earth is found. Nothing that's any good 
comes that easy. So knowing that that's the case, our good friend and compatriot, Missy Clifton, <laughs> digs into the mound of evidence knowing that she will be all by herself as she digs. She's cool with it uh, most days. That is so lonely. Yeah, well, I mean, it is. Tell me, don't. how much company do you have doing what you do, okay? Not a lot. Yeah, I, that's exactly right. The point is that she has identified other people, you know, on the web and places that she trusts and and does and and <laughs> I guess sound like some dark. Yeah, covert. it does sound a little weird. That's no, it's that's not what I mean. People that she reads, you know, you the know, stuff that they've written, and she digs and keeps digging and finding things. So she's found some new stuff. What? Well, let's, let's uh, let, me, let me just back up. I have to share something. I think things kind of funny. Um, so. I went to a uh, a high school in Richmond, Virginia, and my American history teacher was British. Oh, and I love so her. she taught the American Revolution, the American experience early, you know, you know that that time frame from a completely different viewpoint. And I remember thinking, my God, my parents are paying for me to go to this school. Do they know what she's teaching me? But it it gave me a kind of an objectivity, if you will, about. Um, you know, I think you, you tend to view the American Revolution consciously or, or unconsciously kind of from a, um, a patriotic lens, right? You know, we, we the oppressed and, and forward-thinking and freedom-loving folk that, that came and they needed, uh, you know, that they were being oppressed still by the crown from afar. And um, It was the last option. Nobody wanted it. I mean, the, everybody was doing pretty good. Yeah, you know, they had the Articles of Confederation and and uh, the things before, but it it wasn't going to work. And you know, and the states as separate entities didn't have the bargaining power that they would have as the U.S. of A. It's it's just it's it's just interesting because as I said, she, the way she the way she talked about it was very post colonial. That it was kind of um, you know that that it very acceptable today. Um, it, just, it, was, it was just a curious way to learn American history. It, it made me very appreciative. I tell you of something else will blow your mind. Way. Go ahead. Read the Confederate States of America Constitution or. Uh, it, it reads like it comes straight out of the Declaration of Independence. So anyway. How about the deliberate dumbing down of America? That, that was one that I was that thumbing through the other day. Yeah, okay. Well, um, so in that, uh, gosh, I feel Knowing like. Knowing that all your friends are listening. Yeah, great. Um, all of one. The, um, uh, okay. Because she's so lonely, remember? <laughs> yeah, Doing all exactly. the research. Yeah. Well, I honestly believe that we, we have talked about so many things uh, on this hour over the last you know year, year plus. And it's funny because I can remember things that we have talked about months ago that are actually finally starting to make mainstream news. Um, so I do, I do want to talk about FTX. You should pat yourself on the back, and I kid you not on that. Well, it's, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's just, there's really. just, it's like the facade is starting to crack. The narrative is falling apart. Um, you know, yeah. that, and, and you know, this is nothing. This is not new. Um, in, in the, in the realm of the COVID stuff, the COVID vaccination stuff, I, I remember telling months ago. God, it was probably six months ago because I still have the notes. Um, discussing that, you know, this whole, you know, this, this, this 
absolute trust in our government and particularly the government entities like FDA. And that, and I told you this, and it's still true, it didn't change, that there are over 4,500 drugs and devices that are quietly pulled from the shelves and from the market every year from the FDA because they are proven unsafe. Right. So, all right. And and I had shared with you, and I wanted to I wanted to actually talk about it a little bit because I felt like I dropped a couple of bombs last week talking about the Society of Actuary, um, the percentages that are so telling on the all-cause mortality that's going on in the young adults in America. And that until someone can explain that to me with full, and I, as I as I mentioned last week, there the the percentage of deaths, all-cause mortalities is so so dramatic that it is the once in a 200 year flood sort of type thing. So let me add an extra piece. I sent you the Rasmussen, the Rasmussen reports, which is about the most reputable Reputable. polling service out there, non uh, aligned with any, uh, that's right. uh, Political party. That's right. And, and not, I can, everybody respects them. I I can give you the figures which are, are sobering, but let's just hit the highlight. The poll showed that the most compliant vaccinated were the anti Trump camp. Oh, okay. We got that, right? All right. But curious, this, this is where, which is what was most interesting. They were in line with also admitting to the vaccine injuries. It was almost equal. There was only a couple points different between the, I hate to say, the Republicans or maybe the Trump, you know, perhaps Trump supporters. Well, you got Republicans and then you got what they now call MAGA. This is Joe Biden's group that he is demonizing every way he can. The same way Hitler demonized Jews uh, prior to World War II. Joe Biden is demonizing what he calls MAGA Republicans. These are people that are attached to Trump. And in doing so, he wants to basically demonize the entire Republican Party. But non-MAGA Republicans like, say, Andy Ball. Well, not Andy. Andy kind of goes both ways. But uh, say Kevin McCarthy. Uh, he's a, he's a non-MAGA Republican. Or a Mitch McConnell who's having talks with um, – with what you call it, uh, Schumer, about how to get rid of the MAGA Republicans. So those are the, that those would be considered probably the other side of that, or just regular Republicans. Go so, ahead. so where does Rand Paul fall in all of that? Because he and Trump had very a very contentious relationship. So the, where, the, where he fell he in fall? line with Trump, but Rand has staked out his own ground. He's a he's a neo libertarian. Uh, he kind of is like his father. But go ahead. You keep going. Okay. Well, that's right. That's right. Um, I just, so, so, so you know, think about that. They were the most compliant, but they also polled as equally with the Republican Party and independents. With injuries. As, as having, and, and they, they, it wasn't just, so the questions were, um, was it effective? And again, here we have this, you know, this, this issue was so politicized, it dictated their views with, was it effective or wasn't it? And, as I said, uh, the Democrats, the 80, 80% said and yes. And 80% said it was effective. Right. And then were they concerned about the side effects? And they had they got that answer and they broke it down in the, you know, the, the, the uh, political parties. And again, concerned about the side effects, mo- uh, 74% of the Re- uh, Republicans said they were concerned. 43% of the Democrats, 56% were independents. You know, if we're looking in, in, between, in, in those particular groups, you know. So then... 
The next question was, you know, did you actually have a major side effect? Now, the the poll, Rasmussen says we did not ask for the definition of major side effect. So it 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 wouldn't mean you died because you couldn't answer the poll. So anyone that died is not a part of this poll, which is actually a problem. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not not you know, it, yeah. as far as understanding the numbers. I got you. So a major side effect, as he said, and they clarified, we did not ask for the definition. But in the video that they posted of the results, Rasmussen Report, which anybody can go see, they said, please help us understand what is a major side effect. Oh, my God. The, excuse me, gosh. Reading the answers will make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. So I'll leave it at that. Reading right. them from whom? Democrats or Republicans? Anybody that was responding that watched this, that it was an awful so, moment. See, okay, the, yeah. the point you're trying to make here is that 80% of the Democrats said that it was effective, that it was effective. And then as many as Republicans said, I had a yeah. bad side effect. So, so were you concerned about side effects? How many is of one the thing, Democrats but, right, said they had a major hold side on, hold effect? On. So concerned about side effects, there was still a difference, but they were almost half were concerned, even though they, they, of it was Democrats of Democrats. But the, coming down to, did you have a major side effect? And this is what the issue, this is this is where it gets interesting. 7% across the board said they had a major side effect. Now, let's, let me understand. Both Democrat and yes, Republican. Let, let's understand what that means. If in 2020, as they explained, there are 258 million people in the United States, states and 170% are vaccinated, which is the number, it's 68%. So like 20, 20 million That's, people had a major side 175 effect. 175 are vaccinated of that 258 yeah, so million. 7% of that. Then that means like at 7% is 12, 12 million, million had a major 12 side effect. 12 million. million. That is over 11 times the number of reported COVID deaths across the board. Are you, so... Let's Please. let's re let's resummarize that. So, according to Rasmussen, polling people along political lines, the Democrats had a much higher response rate of saying it was safe and effective. Yes, and then they had exactly the same rate of major side effects that they attributed that is to correct. the vaccine. That's what I'm trying to as tell you. the Republicans. That's what I'm trying and to tell that you. number. Of the vaccinated population, which is 175 million, that eight per that seven percent translates to just under 12 million people, which it. is ten times the number of COVID deaths. So, see, and this riddle is, me this: the, 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 taking the COVID shot this, should lower all should lower yeah, exactly. Part anything. of this corroborates what I've been saying for a long time: that liberalism is a mental illness. Oh, oh my. No, Lord. Okay. No, well, 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 let me tell you, let me ask you a question, Missy. What can you call it anything but that when you refuse to uh, acknowledge the facts? I, I mean, you're given, here's the thing that you're doing. You're giving all the evidence, and all I'm doing is drawing a conclusion that you have said this and, and you've said, oh, yeah, it's great. I'm on board. Da, da, da. People are still putting it on their daggone Facebook page. And yet we have this growing evidence that people choose to ignore that there's been a high degree of injuries from it. 
How can you describe it as anything but that? Because I don't. It, it, here's, you know, I hate to use, this is a silly example, but um, just just last night I get an email from my mortgage company and they said, we're changing, this is what we're changing in our policy. And, uh, and if you... If you don't, if you don't read it and say no, um, we're going to assume, you know, basically that that you're okay with it and we'll move forward. Well, I clicked on the, you know, the link to say read about it, right? To sign off on it. It was a, it was like this forty-seven page document in small type, and I thought I do not have time to read about this. So what am I going to do? I'm just going to call my service representative and say, am I supposed to do this? Does, how does this affect me? And it's the same thing. You know, you go to your doctor because do you really, did you really have time to go in and do all the due diligence? You know, you went and you got, people told you it was a good thing to do and, and you did it. Um, and by the way, I want to, I want to, I want to equate that with the FTX thing, by the way, but we're going to do FTX. Yeah. Second, okay. Second but now. interestingly, um, I, and I think it's kind of interesting when you pull in the, the Elon Musk factor in all this and the Twitter, um, because Jesus. Elon, oh, Elon right. figured out, no, I, I need, but Musk. I need to tell you this. Elon figured out that the COVID vaccinations weren't safe because someone close to him got myocarditis, a young person. And so that's why I he gave started you a different one. He's, to use, he's literally putting all that stuff. He's literally gone. Open the doors up on Twitter. You can use that in the next hour. That's what I was planning to do. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. We'll be back. Party of one. (laughs) Party of three right now. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more of the Tom Dupree Show. Stay tuned. It's all growing up so green. Here's the sunshine after the rain. It's a blessing from above. To serve that special love, there was hunger now. There's... Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. Good investing is hard work. At Dupree Financial Group, we do a significant amount of research on the companies in which we invest. Our research can be correct, but we don't control the markets. We may not be rewarded with success if the markets don't cooperate. Since we don't know if our investments are going to go up, What can we do that may offset that? The answer is buy things that pay dividends. If the investment pays you an income while you wait for it to rise in value, it offsets some of your risk. Give us a call at Dupree Financial Group. We'll review your retirement investment portfolio at no cost to you and make recommendations about how you might invest in today's market conditions. Listen to the Tom Dupree Show podcast at DupreeFinancial.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Good morning, Mr. Sunshine. You brighten
to do it. Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. I, I'm sorry, I had I had to do that. How? I mean, what in the world did you search? Oh, I know all these songs in my mind. It's by the Bee Gees. It came out in 1970. You remember that song, don't you? I was five. <laughs> okay, sweetie. <laughs> all right, so you want to finish up on the Baby Will thing from... Uh, you said you wanted to. Yeah, well, I just wanted to, I wanted to kind of close the loop on, you know, that, that whole issue. And, you know, there, I think there were questions about why in the world would people not, um, you know, the, the, the family, why do they want the, you know, the unvaccinated blood? At any rate, interestingly, I tried to talk about this back months ago uh, at the, it was the early fall um, and I wanted just to, to share with the readers and because you can go in and look on this. And today was an update. That's why I thought it was kind of pertinent to bring it back up. But there was a little baby in Washington um, who gave birth to or actually, sorry, the mother's from Montana. But this all the kid was flown up to Spokane, Washington. The father posted today on his GoFundMe page that the hospital is now claiming no record of their son. And just the real quick of it, this kid was born uh, January 3rd, 2022. So it's just coming up on a year ago. He died February 17th, 2022. Um, the funeral was 2-22 of 22, which I just happen to remember. But the dad's Facebook page is so typical. You know, this kid was born. Um, he had a um, uh, some throat problem right when he was born. And so he had to be airlifted to Washington, to Spokane, where they could treat him. Um, he was basically looking at three invasive surgeries. And the parents, uh, you know, no... Uh, no joke, were very anti-vax, and they wanted the, the little baby to have the two surgeries he was supposed to have in the hospital, and then one would be a follow-up months later after he did better. And so, you know, he's doing okay. Um, he, he basically, he, he developed pneumonia because she had such a terrible delivery, and he was um, stuck in the birth canal, and he ended up, um, you know, getting all this fluid in his lungs. But I said, that then there was this throat issue. So at any rate, um, so the surgery and that the parents requested unvaccinated blood and they had not signed off on the hospitals uh, okay to use any type of blood in the blood bank and the baby was given this uh, was given blood just from the blood bank and he developed a what, what did they call it a, he developed a clot that went basically the length of his body and then he died and so that story is resurfacing. Um, and they actually, by the way, uh, so the the, the they are claiming the hospital is now claiming that they have no record of the son's birth. Their 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 Facebook feed is full of all the pictures of the baby after the baby was born, after the emergency. You know, when they finally got him settled in this, you know, in the in the emergency room, there are all these pictures because these people are celebrating the birth of their first child, and and all the comments of you know, oh prayers for baby Alex, prayers for baby Alex, and the hospital now is. They're trying so be to be careful if you go into a hospital. They're they're trying to um the, the father's trying to get a lawsuit. Um he's trying to find an attorney to take on the lawsuit for this this whole this situation, which you know, take take what it take of it what you'd like. But here was a family that uh their their request was not honored. It certainly did not turn out well and and we'll move on. But Okay. Uh that's frightening. It is frightening. Okay. Um you wanted to talk about FTX. FTX. See here, and here's here's another one. Something we were talking about weeks and weeks ago in in the light of what FTX was funding when when the 
the situation of how much money was being funneled, funneled, funneled from FTX to Ukraine back to not only Democratic campaigns, but Republicans as well, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. But now, as you can go on with, with the, the, uh, the arrest, eight counts of fraud. Okay, so for people that haven't been following this, and it'd be hard for you not to, there's a guy named Sam Bankman Freed who was a Stanford or MIT graduate, Stanford maybe. No, MIT. And he started this uh, cryptocurrency exchange, which was in the Bahamas, kind of out of reach of uh, most uh, levels of surveillance in the U.S. It went under. His parents were both law professors at Stanford, very involved in liberal Democrat causes, a lot of money was spun off from this company and funneled into campaigns. Now, what's interesting is the Bahamian authorities, and he's been in the Bahamas, are have put him in, in jail in the Bahamas. He's supposed to come back on February the 8th. It's interesting how the U.S. has basically said, jail him, and they've done it. He's in another country, but they're taking orders from the Justice Department. They're putting him in a jail where he's in an 80-square-foot cell. He could die because we're talking about, you know, 45 days in a really seriously bad place. Maxine Waters basically shut off discussion. I don't think... They want him back here testifying. I think the SEC and maybe the Justice Department have said, you know, we're going to move forward with this fraud case. Everybody seems to be saying, oh, yeah, that's great. Well, huh. yeah, there, it's, it's almost like why did Jeffrey Epstein get put in a prison and get killed or whatever – and I would say that if the Bahamians, if enough money is given to the right people in the Bahamas, that all of a sudden something will happen to Sam Bankman Freed inside the uh, prison or jail in the Bahamas. Because they don't want him talking about what went on. It's going to come out anyway. Because, But I don't think these people were smart enough to really hide everything. I know that our Congressman Andy Barr was in the Financial Services Committee where they interviewed the fellow that's running it now. He's more like a receiver, if you will, sort of a bankruptcy receiver. He said he's never seen the books as uh, screwed up in anything like this. People say, well, it's a $32 billion deal. Well, it never was worth that. I mean, it was it was that on paper, just like Bernie Madoff had X amount of money under management on paper he didn't those weren't real accounts the money had gone elsewhere it just looked like they were but um i you know yes they don't want this guy back here talking because he's done a lot of goofy talking since the thing went down they interviewed him on these shows and you know he talked like i'm just a kid who screwed up they don't want this guy testifying and talking about where money went Right. 
Um, and, and you were alluding to um, Maxine Waters. She's the House Financial Services Chair where, you know, this is all going on. And I did watch a video of her where she was trying to shut down the, of course. Um, the you know, the testifying that was going on. There's a picture of her on. with him uh, and, and somebody else all lined up, you know. Uh, I don't know where that was, but she knew who this guy was. She's she's doing a she's doing a she's doing a nice little song and dance. It looks like, but they had John J. Ray, Despicable who's woman, the, by the, way. the FTX CEO, and they've had Kevin O'Leary also testifying before Congress, who was an investor. Mr. Wonderful, and, yeah, Mr. Wonderful. But it's interesting because immediately um, everybody's weighing in on what their FTX connection is. Right? Um, they're 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 starting to. Andy Barr says he didn't get any money from him. But we think Mitch McConnell got two and a half million dollars for some fund. Right, Republican that was part fund. of that American Thinker piece yeah. that we were talking about. Um, but there is, there is, it's real quick because you know it's all of a sudden you know somebody stinks, everybody's running over to the other side of the room. I didn't have anything to do with it. I didn't yeah. have anything to do. with I it. I didn't fart. So not me. no, oh, Tom, <laughs> weighing in on you know celebrity accountability. I am not thinking. Okay, crude, whatever, Shaq. Immediately distancing himself, saying, "Hey, man, I was just a paid spokesman, just as was know. Tom Brady. Tom as Brady, was the stadium right. they had naming rights <laughs> to." Right. You know, here's the that's thing: right. if I did that, because I'm an SEC registered person, if I went out and it could be a peanut butter company, and I endorsed their peanut butter, and it was found that it had ground up. Uh, acorns in it or something that was fraud it wasn't peanuts i could be liable because i'm an sec registered person i'm held to a standard where if you're involved in any fraud i mean if i got caught shoplifting as an sec registered guy Mm -hmm. shoplifting like stealing a pack of cigarettes i could lose my license you cannot be affiliated with any sort of crime or fraud well um yeah and then i don't shoplift by the way so they're not gonna catch me weighing in you were talking about he said well i didn't know i didn't i heard he was actually running this entire company by the way on his on quicken books so that's i think that's pretty well i mean that's a good advertisement for my i know know. um but also i I was scanning i did not read because i'm not usually yeah sorry quickbooks I was also scanning an article, a New York Times article, that um, was weighing in on his, think about this, parents out there, the parents' involvement. You know, I mean, dad, mom, both of them using their very in-depth legal knowledge, their professions to help their son scam investors. I I don't know. I mean, you know, this kid is facing... Eight serious fraud charges um, from the SEC. Wire fraud. Facing a lot of words. Commodities fraud. Securities fraud. Sweetheart. Sweetheart. That's after February the 8th. Right. He's facing 45 days. Violations of campaign finance laws. Don't think about that right now. He's facing 45 days in a dangerous Bahamian slammer. Until then, yeah, I, see I that's going to be yeah. I, that that's a lot worse than anything he's facing. Well, that'll put him in a cushy if, prison if, in the and U.S. Epstein, like if you will, um, you know it. It's a little suspect. A little, a little. No, wait a minute. It's a little suspect that he got arrested that quick. I, I'm just 
They move it's, pretty fast. I, th- I think when when there is uh, when there are well, let me tell you something. Reputations there, there, there is and, tremendous double standards when a when a Democrat uh, does a high level fraud. I'll give you an example. Uh, what was the guy's name that was the uh, governor of Illinois? Corzine, uh, John Corzine. He was the Democrat uh, governor of either Illinois or New Jersey. I mean, he was a senator also from one of those places. Old investment banking guy. He'd been with Goldman Sachs. He got involved in uh, this uh, company called MF Global. And MF Global was a broker-dealer firm, which mean, and but they specialized in commodities, so people that, you know, traded options or puts and calls or uh, futures contracts had brokerage accounts with MF Global. Now, what you don't do if you run a brokerage firm, the pre-financial group is not a brokerage firm, by the way. We're a registered investment advisor. We use a brokerage firm to hold our clients' assets. But we are not a brokerage firm. We don't endorse brokerage firms. We don't have capital that has to be held and client assets that have to be commingled and kept separately from the assets of the firm. Those are two different things. Your assets inside of a uh, brokerage account are not the same as the assets of the brokerage firm, they're commingled. They're in a separate account. It was shown that MF Global commingled client assets with their own capital. But because John Corzine was a very well-connected Democrat, he never did any time. That's fraud. If you are connected in the right way, especially with the Democrat Party, and we've established the fact that the Democrats, even when the Republicans are supposedly in power, it's the Democrats' world and as far as D.C. goes, and we're all just living in it. The Republicans are like the Washington generals. They get paid to show up and lose. Even when they win, they lose. So we know that's a fact. And if you're a well-connected Democrat, uh-uh, our brethren is not going down. The rules will get bent. Look into Maxine Waters' finances sometime. Look into Nancy Pelosi's finances. It is a total double standard. But this thing, a lot of people have lost money. It's not just a few that can be swept under the rug. It's a whole bunch. So what's the solution? Get the guy in custody as quick as it can. Probably have a speedy trial and get him somewhere where he won't talk. Well, I was just looking at uh, when John J. Ray was uh, giving his testimony to the to the committee, the financial the House Financial Services Committee. Who is John J. Ray? He it was the FTX CEO. No, yes, he is the new one. Okay, he's well, not. He wasn't the FTX CEO. When it was going down, he's the guy that's been appointed to untangle the mess. He said that that Sam Bankman Freed, so they're they're throwing him under the bus. I mean, not not John J. Ray, but Sam, you know, SBF, Sam Bankman Freed. They said lied when he tweeted that the company had enough to cover all client holdings. 
The since-deleted tweet was published by Bateman Freed on November 7th, just days before he stepped down as CEO of FTX and his company filing for Chapter 11. Okay, this guy that they've been testifying, that has been testifying to the House Financial Services Committee was not a part of the FTX fraud. He has been sent in to clean it up. I'm not even sure these people really knew what fraud is or was. I think they were like kids playing with Play-Doh. They got in this thing. I don't know that they were that. Who is is they? Who are you speaking to? Sam Bankman-Fried, his girlfriend, their other buddies, the people that uh, work for them. I mean, it's almost like this company uh, that's been here in Lexington and is now getting ready to become a non-company called App Harvest. It was this thing that they brought all these really smart people in, and we're going to do this deal. And I don't know that there's any fraud going on there, but certainly way missed expectations. The stock was way up there, and we're going to build these greenhouses, and we're going to totally revolutionize agriculture. Nobody looked very closely at what it is they said they were trying to do that they couldn't do it. And so it's the same kind of uh, nebulous thinking that liberals everywhere engage in. That's why I call it uh, a mental illness, because escapes the facts of reality they do that also with quote science um things of that now do you see where the quote lesbian lady has been put in jail for declaring that a man cannot be a lesbian i don't know where that happened but you know sometimes i feel like where, I'm a where lesbian. did that come from okay <laughs> lesbian trapped inside right. a man's body okay but okay that's, that's oh, right that's here, here here here's what um, and I don't know anything about App Harvest, but on FTX, here, there's here's nothing what, to know anymore. Well, here's what I am concerned about. Are you have you ever heard of the Hamilton Project? No. Project Hamilton, Hamilton Project. It's referred to both. Okay. Um, you got two minutes and fifteen. I know, seconds. I know, I know. Um, the Hamilton Project. Let's just just real quick. It is a. Um, it is. It, it sounds really nice, by the way. The Hamilton Project seeks to advance America's promise of opportunity, prosperity, and growth. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it also has a huge component of centralized digital currency. That's what they're pushing for. Who's they? It, the government. It's. it's what a, part of the government? The Ham, from it's a it's America it is an American initiative to push American. us towards. A America is look a big up Hamilton word. Project. Yeah. Right, right, which listen. branch Wait, here, of the government? Are you talking about the Treasury not, Department, the Federal Reserve? We'll, we'll which look at part? I'll, I'll, we'll get more on it in just a minute. My point being is that my prediction of the FTX failure. This is She's what bothers me. She's better at this now that she knows that people it are will listening. be used as a basis of government to justify the central bank uh, centralizing digital Talking about currency. digital currency yeah you're so that you're so we do away with your, cash your electric uh, vehicle your cell phones your tesla your apple will all be uh, uh platforms for digital cages so that they understand you can control you you know control your thermostat control how much you do your car you know that you're okay you know you're you're, you're now, now we're getting into the thing of the weeds are we in the weeds yeah you're you're sounding like a conspiracy theorist at this Uh-oh. point not that that wouldn't be Uh-oh. true. Anyway, I, I think that 
you, we've given them enough to think about for this week. I think their their I mean, brains probably hurt, but unfortunately, I don't think we've heard think the Miss, end of this. I FTX think Missy's thing. brain stays hurt. <laughs> it's she, it's definitely very active. Yeah. So you've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. We will be back in just a few minutes with more of the Tom Dupree Show. It'll be our financial hour. Where where are where are our financial guys right now at this moment? Right outside the door, waiting to come in the room. Well, what was the other thing you used to say? In the wings. On the wing, ready for takeoff. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. We'll be back in just a few minutes. <laughs>